This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. Oh, hello there, Jim Toth. How are you doing today? Hello. Quite the discussion we were having right before well, that's we not came for, in. That's uh, just for the two of us. Yeah, no, that's, I just mean it was, in, it was interesting and, and, and yeah. Yeah. Well, what we were talking about, just in case, we'll just give you a little tip. Revealing. We're, talk, we're talking about the, the the drinking thing with two, two a day. Yeah, and this is like gone to two a week. It's like now the whatever the the guidelines have come out. This has been pretty common knowledge. I guess if not common knowledge, I wouldn't say that. But if you were looking in the right places, this two drinks a day or two drinks a week, uh, which is nowadays, is, is something that's been pretty like I, I I've known this for years and years and years that two is sort of the number. Um, but we were kind of. Talking about like I like to you know I'm no teetotaler I like to have a a couple beers on a Friday night There's no doubt about that, um, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong and yeah we can live life not not have a couple drinks every now and then of course within reason and never drive or anything like that but yeah, that's it's the spice of life there Jim Toth. I'm kind of wondering how this is going to affect um, and we're delving into this all day on on 680 CGB yeah. and we're going to do more um, here from medical doctors and and um, all the expense of it and the the news that two drinks a day have, has now been recommended to two a week and that some alcohol is not good for your heart like we thought it was yeah. and all that so we're going to get into all that but I'm wondering if this is the case if this is much like tobacco was 30 years ago and now, so 20 years from now is, and then I wonder about what we're talking about today, sports, like the sports sponsorship Mm -hmm. from alcohol is massive. And, but I do remember, I'm old enough to remember the seventies where every sporting event was sponsored by a tobacco company and how that has shifted. So lots to get into today, but um, I, am I the only one who was kind of hoping that the medical advice would be not two a day to two a week, but maybe four a day. (laughs) You know, we found out it's actually really, really good for you. I got to make some changes, I guess. Um, Latest from the morning skate, of course, the Winnipeg Jets taking on the Montreal Canadiens tonight uh, at the Bell Centre. Text the show 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Andy Johnson just texted the show, and he said something that just made me laugh. Uh, Andy, I'm not going to read that on the air, but I I do appreciate it. You can join in on Andy. What Uh, What do you say? Just click on it, Jim. Um... There you go. That's what he said. <laughs> that's J- Andy, Andy, that's an inside joke between you, Jim, Andy's, and I, and no one else. We can say that. Not literally, but a- Andy's enjoying another facet of... <laughs> yeah, another legal substance another here in the province of Manitoba. He and he wants to make sure I that we I find it more funny it. not what Andy's doing, but that he needs to do it while he listens to us. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we're hilarious uh, to him. Maybe we're even better. Yeah. Maybe that's... Uh, no, never mind. Um... Uh, this was the most interesting thing coming out of the morning skate today. Nick Ehlers not participating, and of course that gets everybody's mind going. Is he injured? Is he has he has he caused uh, um, some more concern in terms of his hernia has been reaggravated? All this sort of thing. Is it the flu? There was the flu bug that was going through uh, the Winnipeg Jets locker room as well. Uh, well, according to several sources, uh, Nick Ehlers is in tonight. He didn't take the morning skate. It was a bit of ma- uh, uh, maintenance as well. Uh, just to reiterate that fact, uh, Derek Taylor. Um, sent out his uh, lineup coming up when the pregame show starts at, at four o'clock. He's in for Kelly Moore on the on the Winnipeg Jets pregame show here on six eighty CJLB. Uh, Paul Edmonds is going to have a one on one with Nikolai Ehlers uh, for the broadcast. I think just after uh, five o'clock on that one. So that's something to be um, certainly 
certainly tuned in for. So Nick Ehlers is going to be good to go tonight. Uh, Gagne uh, slotted in on that line with with Kyle Connor and PLD. Also, he took his spot when the when they went over the the power play again earlier today. But it seems like um, Gagne is is going to be the the healthy scratch again uh, for this game. Um, and the lineup just running it down here again. Uh, Kyle Connor, PLD, Nick Ehlers is going to slot in there. Perfetti, Shifley, Wheeler, uh, Baron, Lowry, Coolman, um, Axel Janssen. Fialmi, Stenland, and Metalinen, uh, Morrissey, DeMello, uh, Dylan, Pionk, and Hainola back in there, obviously feeling healthy enough. We knew as soon as he, he was good enough and his illness wasn't going to hold him back, he was going to find a spot back into the lineup. So uh, Dylan Sandberg comes out, uh, and Hainola's going to be paired up with Schmidt. Uh, Connor Hellebuck is going to be the starting uh, netminder. And Jim. Yes, sir. I think one of the 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 good things about this, and 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 uh, or at least the the recent Jets, is the fact that they're getting two lines of scoring over the last little bit. At least a goal a game from from one of those two, um, you know, sort of main main uh, main lines here. The big offensive powers, Casey, PLD, and Ehlers, and then Perfetti, Shifley, and Wheeler. Since Perfetti and Wheeler have come sort of come back from injury, um, they've really been able to find find chemistry, and that's really started to work for them. Well, yeah, and I, I kind of referenced that a little bit yesterday. Like I, I think the reason the Perfetti Wheeler Shifley line is working really well mm-hmm. once again um, is because Ehlers is back. Like it's sort of no. Yeah. Disrespect to anybody who is on that right wing of Connor and Dubois, but if you've got three guys on the ice defending two of those guys, well, that, who's more dynamic, Ehlers or yeah, I mean, just come to, on. I mean, just it let's just, live in reality. It's here for obvious a second. that yeah. if you can roll out two lines, and and that's what we dove into yesterday, Cam, and you mentioned the wingers over and over, and I totally agree with you. Like, it's not just about the center depth of Shifley, Dubois, Lowry. But it's like even if you mm-hmm. find a team with two to three really good centers, it's yeah. hard to augment the entire lineup with something. The way the Jets have done this is very impressive to have Connor, Ehlers, Wheeler, and Perfetti. Mm-hmm. And you think of the ages involved in that with Connor, Ehlers, Wheeler, and Perfetti. They've kind of round out this lineup with a player literally on his ELC to one who's literally could be on his last contract. Um, and then two of the guys in their primes. Like it's... It's constructed Bruce Brudro when he was coaching the Minnesota Wild. So how many years ago was that? Four or five? Mm. Came they to beat ta- him in 2018, so at least back then. Came to town and said, um, in a regular season game, this is the best. And Line A was there. Yeah. But this is the best top six in the National Hockey League. And so now you, you, you don't have Line A, but you have Ehlers, who's just uh, unbelievable. So I think Ehlers' return has really helped balance out this lineup, even on the third line. Um, for what this team is doing. But the, the scoring's there, the depth is there now, and um, you got the goaltending and the defense. But I agree with you. Like, when I look at these stats, and was it, was it two years ago as well that this team had the most 20-goal scorers in the league, like six people or something like yeah. that? Um, right now, they just, like, they have two players. Uh, three players three over players 20 goals. Three players are point-per-game, more than point-per-game okay. player. The one who will get there is Mark Shifley at 39 points in 44 games, but he's got 26 goals to lead the Jets. Yeah, And then you have Blake Wheeler, who has 30 points in 35 games. I mean, the past two years, he's been five points or less off a point-per-game player. He's on the same pace again. So you've got Cole Perfetti coming in with 26 points in 39 games, leads all rookies in assists. 
And this is what you dove into so well mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago with the bottom six. Adam Lowry has 23 points in 44 games. He's on pace for 40 points, which mm-hmm. I always thought he had in him. But I think it's because of the guys that are playing around him. Now, they haven't been consistent. Like Dylan's 13 points in 44 games. Gagne, 14 points in 40 games. Yeah. Fast forward that to 82 games. That's 30 points from a fourth liner. And on most teams right now, a guy that could come out and produce like that, Sam Gagne, is likely not going to find his way as a healthy scratch. And, and Rick Bonus said the, one of the reasons why it was pulled out is because they were looking for speed against the Arizona Coyotes, a young team uh, that's going to try and use their speed to kind of blow past you. A similar situation again today against the, against the Montreal Canadiens, a yeah. fast young team. Yeah, a fast young team. They're really banged up. I know we're going to get into that. Yeah, we'll get into that after 1230. Um, But look, when I look at the schedule, I'm really, and I don't want to look past anybody because this is a team that we just saw on Sunday that won a game. But, you know, for a period and a half, I think they held the Coyotes to four shots on net for 31 minutes of that game. Mm -hmm. And then they, you know, kind of went back and forth and gave up a lot down the middle and some power plays to the Coyotes in 1-2-1. Um, but uh, I think they should win tonight, Montreal. Toronto's fascinating to me. I, mm. I, I want to see the rematch of this team. Again, they lost 4-1 with an empty net goal to Toronto in their first game of the season at Canada Life Centre, but it was from two power play goals that the Leafs capitalized on. So I'm really interested in Thursday's game. A Saturday's another game they should win in my mind. So is Sunday, even though it's back-to-back. I think this mm. team is good enough, Cam, that if they can go in on a back-to-back to Pittsburgh and get a win, they should be able to go back-to-back Ottawa-Philly and get four points. I yeah. think the days of going, hopefully you get one out of that back-to-back game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. I just saw Boston pound Philly yesterday yeah. um, during Six the day. Nothing, yeah. So I, I just think that you could get points there. And then Nashville will be interesting because Nashville isn't the Nashville of last year, but they still have UC Soros. They still played Calgary real tough to a 2-1 win last yeah. night. So I'm fascinated by these five games. Ten points are on the table here. I think they should get seven to eight of these points. It would be a best-case scenario, that's for sure. Uh, Texter here, 204-780-6868. People only talking about bones. Let's keep credit where credit is due. It was a full coaching change. He had a, uh, we had a single coach change last year, and, and and nothing changed in the situation. Of course, I think this texter alluding to uh, the addition of associate coach Mark Arneal. I mean, Mark Arneal. I was thinking of, <laughs> why the heck did I say Mark? Scott Arneal uh, coming up, who's been absolutely fantastic on the penalty kill. At last check of yesterday, third best PK in the league, Brad Lauer comes in um, with the power play, which is top 10 in the league right now, the top 10, a top third power play, which is more than serviceable uh, for a team like this. And I think missing a big portion of that, you know, having a lot of their big guns uh, out and bringing Nick Ehlers into that power play, I think it's only going to continue to go up. Yeah. Well, look, I, everybody knows how I feel about Scott Arneal. Yeah. Um, you had to make him an associate head coach, not an assistant coach, to get him out of Washington. I think there was a little legalese there where yeah, they, they had to have that attachment to it's it. It's in their contracts yeah. that you can't leave one team with a year left. Like, you can't be an assistant on one team and go be an assistant in another with a year left on your contract unless you get a bump up. So they made him associate head coach. And I've said this before in this program, and I'll say it again. I, I think Scott Arneal is the next head coach of this team. I think he came here to work with Rick bonus Mm -hmm. bonus has a two-year deal i think when that two years is up he'll decide at 70 years old if he wants to keep coaching and if not i think scott o'neill slides down the bench and i i know a lot of people were looking at scott and thinking well of course true north loyalty likes to bring in ex-jets 
Scott O'Neill is a highly sought-after assistant and always mm-hmm. has been. He's been with the Rangers and helped them go to a Stanley Cup final. He went to Washington and got more out of their penalty kill, and he's now doing that here in Winnipeg. If it wasn't here, another team, even though he had a year left, was going to call about Scott O'Neill. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, a big bonus, and I've known him for a while. Brad Lauer, I, I, would, I covered the Kootenai Ice when he was the assistant coach there. I got to know him and some of his playing days. This is a guy that did time with Yager and Lemieux in Pittsburgh. He started his career in the Long Island under Al Arbor, and then he got to know Rick Bonus as an Ottawa Senator as an expansion team. So mm-hmm. he's been around, knows the league as well, and and uh, was coaching the Edmonton Oil Kings. I agree, Marty Johnson too. I I think we say Rick Bonus, but when I say Rick Bonus, I always like to include Rick Bonus and his staff. Yeah, yeah, because they've done such a great job, and and you know it's it's it it takes a mountain, that's for sure. Um, I don't know what it takes I'm a community about. of coaches. What am I talking about? I'm, to raise I'm messing a team. up everything I'm saying. I don't know what's going Are you, on. Here. Have you been? Did you take your uh, wait, two wait. today? Have you blown your week on a Tuesday? Mason Apple, no comment. Mason Appleton and Logan Stanley not expected to play on this trip. But they are skating in non-contact jerseys uh, as as well. Let's take a break. Let's come back. Just how banged up are the Montreal Canadiens heading into this game? Uh, mega ban- banged up, about on the level of what the Winnipeg Jets were uh, a couple of weeks back. You like that mega banged up? I'm not even sure. What's going on? My brain is absolute mush. I think you wanted to get as many in as you could before that report came out. And yeah, got to slow your pace. Oh, and Sarah jumps on us at twelve thirty and reminds me of the situation going on in the world about yes. the maximums and minimums yes, and all that sort of exactly, thing. Exactly. Yes, I think you were like before that report comes out. I don't think it's going to go up, so I'm going to get some in because you think it starts when the report came out, right? So you were. Why? Well, I think I could get at least today. <laughs> I can get at least today out. Pre-game at four, puck drop at six. Montreal Canadiens, Winnipeg Jets. Let's go. We'll be right back. Boss meets the sports desk after this and after the 1230 news. Just how banged up are the Habs? We'll tell you that after this. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Thank you very much, Sarah McCarthy. How are you doing, Sarah? I'm good. How are you? Hi, Sarah. Good. Have you ever been to Montreal? <laughs> Montreal. Nope. Never I been. Not. It's on the list. It's on the list. Poutine and bagels mm-hmm. and smoked meat sandwiches. Perfect sandwiches. Perfect. <laughs> you don't like a Montreal smoked meat? Yes. Pastrami? Yes. The bagels. I'd go for the bagels alone. My wife is a bagel mm-hmm. fanatic. Yeah. Bagel Smith? Can't I go actually wrong. I actually got her a bagel smith sign for oh. her birthday one year. She Very likes nice. bagel smith so much here in Winnipeg. There we go. Montreal style. Did you know that? Perfect. No, I didn't. Uh, now she's I do. never I'm tried. Things from she's my never tried. Segment. She's. <laughs> you've never tried to run away as quickly as this time. <laughs> and I'm keeping track. <laughs> Strike lit five. <laughs> so we got 50 strikes, so we got a long way yeah. to go yet. Did you yet. say strike five? <laughs> I don't know. Strike three. Uh, is that, me, is that for me or you? <laughs> me. Me. Okay. Well, we we'll got a ways back. to go. She'll be back. She'll be back at one o'clock with your news. Doing Thanks, a great Sarah. job as always, Sarah. Just the best. Just awesome having her on our program. She's been rocking the toque today all day. She won't take that toque off. I don't know what's with that. Well, she's camouflaged today. I didn't even see her when I came in. I'm like, where's Sarah? And she's like, hi, Jim. Oh. And I'm like, whoa. Don't make me come back here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, camo in the toque. Braun said, do you even see her? I'm like, no, it's but she, camouflage. She's born in 98, but she's rocking the grunge today, the grunge that, look. That shocked me today. Of all the news that's come out today in the world, yeah. 
the fact that Sarah was born in 98 shocked me. I think it was 34, 58 when she was born. I don't know. Well, I was at least in, I was in elementary school, at least. Um, Where did you go to school here? Uh, Birds Hill. I went to elementary at Birds Hill in East St. Paul. Birds Hill Elementary. Right. Uh, junior high at Robert Andrews in East St. Paul. Mm-hmm. And then went to River East Collegiate for high school. River East yeah. Collegiate. Actually, Forche and I, a fun fact, I went to high school together. Did you know that? I did not. Did you yeah. know him in high school? We graduated same year. Yeah, we knew each other. Yeah, Jeffy. We everyone called him Jeffy back then. Did He's you hang out or did you just know each other? We knew each other. We didn't hang out. No, we didn't. Right. Uh, but we were like, we were very friendly. Yeah. Like, we were friendly. And then yeah. uh, we kind of... That's cool. When he we, went to when he went to radio college, we kind of connected, and he messaged me on Facebook and talking about that sort of thing because he knew I was in it. I was a couple classes before him at uh, yeah. the Academy of Broadcasting. But were you? Um, was he like the McLovin of the school? Jeffrey Forche is exactly the same today as he was in high school. He has wow. not changed a lick. I knew Jeffrey Forche when he first started at this station and now that I'm back at this station, he you're right, he hasn't changed no, one bit. He's exactly the same just as a high school. Guy. Just a real solid dude, happy, the smiling all the time. The stuff about the sheets the other day was very disturbing. I didn't want to know that about <laughs> oh, yeah. him. But if you if you were not I, listening yeah, I don't wanna... um, during and I, no. I'm just going to repeat it during the morning uh during having coffee talking at 6:45 here on 680 CGOB last week. Uh, we were talking about how do you keep things clean? We usually Ugh. pick a topic. McGarry's very good at picking these topics. And um, Forche said that to keep his sheets clean, uh, if he has to fart, uh, two days after cleaning his sheets, he will get out of bed, flatulate, and then get back into bed. But on day three, it's 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 no holds bar. You, you, there's no limits. I can't no even limits. discuss this now. I just, I don't want to discuss it. Yeah. It's the one thing I don't like discussing. Yeah. yeah. Rudy texts the show, 204-780-6868. Says, Montreal smoked meat uh, is brisket, uh, but uh, pastrami is also brisket. Yeah, I don't know what the smoked meat is. I, I never actually is. thought of that. Like, what is it? Is it a beef? Is it's, it a- it's definitely brisket because it's, it's kosher-style deli. That's what it is. And so it's it's brisket. But I, I think pastrami is also brisket. And if I'm wrong about that, please text the show, 204-780-6868. Thank you very much for that, Rudy. Uh, but I do love a Montreal smoked meat sandwich. I'm a corned beef guy, though, myself. Corned beef on rye, you know, city bread, probably a little bit of mustard on the top. I'm a happy camper. I the- can't stand mustard, but... Wait, what? No, it's not. No. What about mayonnaise? How you feel with mayo? I can, never in my life. You mayonnaise. and Jeff Braun need to get together and, and talk about uh, how much you no hate way. sauces. I hate, I hate, I am not a sauce guy. I have a plain cheeseburger. Okay. I'll use yeah, some you, ketchup. You and Braun. You and Braun. But that's it. No mustard, no relish, no no mayonnaise. What are we doing, mayonnaise? What is that? I, what is mayonnaise? Mayonnaise is the, one of the greatest things ever invented no, by man. No, it's not. It's like spam of sauces. That is ridiculous. That's a, that is a ridiculous statement. Uh, the Montreal Canadiens, how banged up are they? We were teasing that uh, heading into the um, heading into the break here. Uh, what, what did I say? <laughs> what did I say? They're mega banged up. I think is how my said, brain is working today. If you can't stand the heat, the road will rise to meet you. <laughs> the wind will be that. at your back. What? Uh, the I'm gonna use, that term is sticking. I'm gonna say mega banged up. The the Montreal Canadiens <laughs> are mega banged up heading into this game. Um, There's all, banged up. Then there's really banged up. <laughs> yeah. Then there's mega banged up. Followed by ultimate banged up. Um, Yol Armia. <laughs> 
uh, is on an upper body. Jake Evans, lower body. Uri, uh, Uri Slavkovsky, lower body, all put on injury reserve today. Uh, forward Sean Monahan was placed on long-term injury reserve with a lower body injury. Jonathan Drouin, according to Martin St. Louis, is a possibility to play tonight. Uh, we'll wait and see. They were not doing line rushes uh, today, the Montreal Canadiens, because they, they weren't really sure how the lineup was going to be able to shake out here. Already on IR for the Habs. Brendan Gallagher, he's expected to be shelled for at least six weeks. Uh, that news um, uh, uh, came out um, just about a week ago here. Caden um, Gooley, minimum of eight weeks with a lower body injury. That news came out two weeks ago. Some reinforcements are coming back. Mike Matheson will return to the lineup uh, against the Jets. Uh, he last played a month ago on December uh, 17th here. But uh, the Montreal Canadiens going through a lot of what the Winnipeg Jets were going through um, in just the last little bit there. But this is going to be a real banged up lineup. But mega banged up. Mega banged up lineup. But a lot of this times you see guys coming to the lineup, guys from the A coming from Laval. They throw themselves in there and they and and they come out and they play hard in, in games like this. So I, I I see a lineup that's that's certainly depleted for the Habs on paper, but I'm not certain that this is a, a Habs lineup that you're going to have to take lightly. Well, I don't I don't think this team can take anybody lightly. And we mentioned like Arizona and we we've talked about Detroit and how they got seven goals and stuff. I, I mean, it's I, there's two folds to this. It's really hard to be dialed in and give your A performance 82 games a year. But then there's also, you know, it's it's not unheard of to four or five times in a season to just not have it and not be well. So I think they need to, for many reasons, start this road trip off on, um, like they're not going to look past this game, but with Toronto looming on Thursday, it's more about what your game is, how you're playing, what you want to get done and how you're executing. So, and I think that's what happened against Arizona. Like uh, Blake Wheeler was talking about that in the post game about a lot of passing instead of shooting and how they view that and mm-hmm. things like like that in a two one win. But he but then he said give Arizona credit for whatever reason they always play us really tough. Um, I think that's a, a game like tonight. Like it's about you know the passing, the crispness, the, the neutral zones. And I'll go back to what I was harping on yesterday about Rick Bonus and the shots from training camp. This is a team that you should limit to 25 shots or less yeah. in a game unless they get a ton of power plays. So I'm looking at this lineup right now that they expect, like Caulfield, Suzuki are having great years. Drew if he draws back in, will probably be on that top line. Kirby Doc, Josh, An- Josh Anderson, and Mike Hoffman. That's not a, a terrible second line in the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. But if you look at the Jets' top six, like even with Caulfield, Suzuki, Doc Anderson, and Hoffman in that yeah. top six, they should outplay them. And then you get into the third line. I just think the third line should Dvorak, Dadanoff, and Yelenin. I think Barron and um, Lowry should be able to take care of yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, it, it really it really tails off. Um, I mean, I, I, Cole Caulfield and Nick Suzuki are, are still going to be stars in this league, and I think they're going to get better and better every single year. But they're top-heavy. The vast majority of their offense, if you add Kirby Dock in here, who's already reached a new single career uh, season career high with 27 points, um, uh, it, it kind of tails off. I mean, Suzuki and, and Cole Caulfield are, are, are really their, their offense. Caulfield's had a really great offensive season. He's already four goals shy of, of reaching 30. He's got 26. Um, Samuel Montembeau is kind of the big story for these Habs these year, this year. He's only played 17 games this season, 
but he's got a 3.17 goals against average and he's got a a 9.10 save percentage last four starts been posting a 9.43 uh save percentage so um he, he's kind of this up-and-coming uh goaltender in this league and, and he's found some success with the with the montreal canadians on a team that you know honestly with with its lineup on on most nights and where they are in their in their current rebuild perhaps shouldn't even be posting uh save percentages in in, in that sort of area if he was around 900 i think you'd, you'd be happy with the situation but where do you where do you think that the habs are, are going to come out of this i think i still think they need more depth in, in forwards they obviously need more uh more defensemen and more defensive structure jonathan kovacevic i think uh, he's been pretty good kovacevic has been pretty good um they, they've really liked him so far since he's since he's come there but but where, where do you where do you see this club right now jim and where do you see in the next couple of years well we talk about like arizona and the draft picks yeah. they have like they're right now ahead of arizona in my mind but I think Arizona's got a brighter future. Um, this is a team that they need to figure out a goaltending and, and what they're going to do. Uh, they have zero cap space right now, and they have UFAs in Jonathan Druin and Dadanoff next year, but they have RFAs in Caulfield, Yulinen, um, Harvey Pennard, and Michael Pizzetta, who's kind of a heavyweight tough guy uh, there. And then on the blue line, they're, they're locked in for another season after this. Um, but I just... They got to figure out their goaltending. They have no cap space, and they got to sign Caulfield next year. So I like what they did at the draft. I I, I think they have to sort of get rid of the Mike Hoffman's at four point five million. Josh Anderson has another four seasons at five and a half after this. I like Josh Anderson as a player, but I think he's better on a more established team where, um, you know, he's got some people around him. So I I'm I'm kind of. I'm nowhere on the Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, I, I don't I just, think they're I, carrying any brutal contracts right now, and I think that's the best no. thing going forward with them here. I mean, Josh Anderson at five point five, I think that's pretty good. I mean, I mean, you're paying Nick Suzuki seven eight, made him captain, and he's on pace for sixty five, yeah, sixty eight points. Yeah, that's a big. That's going to be a big budget contract in the next couple of years. I don't, I don't see Nick Suzuki taking a step back. Yeah, I mean, Josh Anderson, he's got eleven goals, three assists, fourteen points. Uh, you know, maybe you're you're overpaying for him, but uh, you know who I adore there is Cole Caulfield. Like Cole Caulfield has Mark Shifley numbers. He's got 26 yeah. goals and 13 assists. I think Shifley has 26 goals and 19 assists. I yeah. mean, yeah, that's yeah. that's saying something. Did, did most people realize that that Cole Caulfield is basically point production wise with Mark Shifley? Yeah, and on and he's on the Montreal Canadiens. So. I really like years him. Old. So it depends what they do this offseason. Like they 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 made some trades. They got Doc and they they made some picks. I, I like the way they've drafted, but I just they're in a different spot than even Buffalo, Detroit, yeah. Arizona's of the world. I think both of those have brighter futures than the Montreal Canadiens just because they have cap space and a lot of youth coming in. There is some youth coming in, but they don't have any cap space. They've got to rework some stuff. And then I don't like their defense. Like no. Um, I like Joel Edmondson, but uh, at this point of his career, like a five-six guy, David Savard, Justin Barron, Jordan Harris. That's they where they the need the biggest ELC upgrade. Yeah. Of, yeah, ELC of Arbor Zed Kev or how you say it, John Kovacevic. Good for him, like at twenty-five years old, but on a deep team. Like, look at him on the Jets. Like, I, I think the Jets lost out on Kovacevic. I think he would be great did. here. But would he I be think they would right ad- now? I think they would admit that they lost out on him. But you know what, Jim? He wouldn't. He'd be on the no. moose. And so he wouldn't have been have called up over for the Nate Schmitz to go. And then when Nate Schmidt goes, you kind of have to be that bargain basement fifth, sixth guy, which would be great for him. Well, but that's why they at signed 25 him, yeah. years old, two years from now, when Schmidt's gone and maybe Dylan... 
and Hainola and Sandberg are in the lineup if they're still here. Then Kovacevic is all of a sudden 27 years old. Like That's kind of why they signed him to that three-year deal, the yeah, Jets. That's, the great, they, that was a long-term plan for him. Hey, we're going to give you three years, and by that time, you take another couple years with the Moose. He's a great, he's a, Kovacevic is a guy with a great attitude. Kovacevic he, is Tucker Pullman, and, and I've said this yeah. over and over with Tucker Pullman. Tucker Pullman needs to get paid. He's a twenty. He was a twenty-five-year-old late out of college. Like Kovacevic took that three years, seven hundred sixty-six thousand. So he's going to be twenty-eight years old, making seven hundred thousand in the NHL. Twenty-eight years old. So when you're like, this is a league now that has guys out of it at twenty-nine and thirty. Mm-hmm. So like Tucker Pullman, I said at the time when they said, why would he sign that with the Jets, and and um, why would he take that with the Canucks? Kovacevic in the same part. They have zero NHL resume and they're old. They need to get some money. If they're mm-hmm. going to bank on this career over the next three to five years, they need to start making some money in it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's take a break. Let's come back. 204-780-6868. 204-780-6868. Uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Uh, we'll, we'll take a stop and we'll talk a little bit of blue and gold uh, because, of course, uh, the 680 CJOB Sports Show with Christian O'Mell is going to be preempted by Winnipeg Jets coverage here on 680 CJOB. Pre-game show at 4 Puck Drop at 6 Montreal. Uh, hosted the Winnipeg Jets. Jackson Jeffcoat, we'll hear from him right after this. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. I embraced it. I, uh, I watched it. I think I watched it twice um, and realized that the, it is what it is. It There's no changing that game. The We lost the game, and I can't go back and change anything about it. But I can change things going forward and moving on. So that's the biggest thing for me. I've been working on looking ahead instead of looking back. And that's what happens. That's how you get beat twice, by looking back and being like, oh, well, this, this, that. It's like, no, it's a new year, new offseason, new training. Look at it that way. Jackson Jeffcoat, as he approaches this year, coming off the Grey Cup loss, of course, returning to the blue and gold. 32-year-old set to become a free agent, signing a one-year deal with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Um, yeah, great stuff there Rich, you know what? with JJ. I, I love that. Not the looking back and all that. Like That's how they yeah. do that kind of stuff. But I watched it twice, and it is what it is. I've watched it twice. I watched it live, and then I rewatched it again. I, I couldn't they just did, They just didn't have it that day. Like, like we can pick it apart. I and I hate to do this, but I felt Buck Pierce calling the game had an off game. I agree with that. Some of the play calls. Zach Claros had an off game. Was nowhere near what he could do. Probably his worst I, game of the year. I thought the O line wasn't as good as they could be. The defense didn't get a stop when they needed we to. We went on and on about Legio, but I'll be honest. Legio missed three kicks in the two playoff games. He missed one in the West Final, and he missed two in the Grey Cup. So even if, like I said, in the Grey Cup, you can miss one of those. You can't miss both. Um, Did he miss so that last one though? I mean, I mean, it's registered as a missed as a missed field goal, but it was blocked. I mean, we don't we never know what the trajectory of it was going to be. Well, how do you block something? It's not high enough, especially from that distance. Well, yeah, I know you're trying to drive offense, it. But. I know, but the offensive line has to. They, I mean, the guys well, in front they got to get the guys enough. down. To I my mean, point, the O line didn't play well. Yeah. Um, and so I love that description from Jackson Jeffcoat. I've watched it twice and it is what it is. And that's how I summarize that great cup. Like people keep 
talking about it and asking like, well, this or that, if they would have done that. I'm like, it was a bad game. Yeah. For a team that has been dominant for three seasons, they just had several key aspects of the team that didn't perform up to, and I'm not even mean up to excellence. I mean, just there's a lot of people that did not have good games. And, and that's that's what I liked about what Jeff Coach said. It is what it is. We had a bad uh, yeah. game. I listened. I was listening to Jackson Jeff Coach as he was speaking. Um, we'll hear more on that on 680 CGOB over the coming days. And I... <laughs> That game, I actually, I haven't gotten over it yet. Like, it's still, it's still, it's still, to me, as a fan, it hurts that they lost that game. Um, and you know what also, other game I have in there, the Canadian loss to Croatia in the World Cup. I haven't gone over that one either. Well, that one was, because they went out one nothing. but I, look. I'm still gutted about that. Anyways. I uh, think they had a chance to get out Canada, but they just. Morocco they... and Croatia, <laughs> they both make it to the semifinal. Come on. They had a tough Croatia. group. That midfield of Croatia will school Belgians. any young team That's a good all team. day long. Yeah, they're not bad. They're not bad. Uh, Dave Manouk just put this out here um, on, on, on uh, the legal, uh, legal curve. Uh, this from uh, uh, head coach Rick Bonus on whether it was part of his job to convince Pierre-Luc Dubois to stay in Winnipeg. Uh, uh, Bonus said, I told him that when I got the job, I was going to do everything I can to help you stay in Winnipeg. I said that to him in July or August when I called him, a follow-up to that. All I can do is tell him, I'd love to see you be a Winnipeg Jet for a long time, and I'll do everything I can to keep you in a Jets uniform, whatever whatever that ends up. Ken Weeb was on with me yesterday from Sportsnet, and he said with um, Dubois taking over Vinny LeCavier's foundation in Montreal, that's what he was doing yesterday. Um, that everybody says, well, he's going to be Montreal Canadian. And Ken Weeb had this smart advice that I, I forgot needed to be pointed out. Vinny LeCavier never played in Montreal and ran that foundation for years from Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, that's so, that's very true. Yeah. That's absolutely very... How come everyone thought of that? That's Weaver's pretty obvious. just common sense. That all like, he, geez, okay, he never played in Montreal. You think Ken Weeb, I think common sense. You think common sense, I see Ken Weeb. Oh, and Dom Texas Show 204-780-68. Shife's first game in Montreal since the hit. Fans will be all over him tonight. We're out of time. We can't Shife talk about knife. that. Oh my goodness! Why would I leave that to the last second? That's something I'd love to him? talk about. Does he drop him this game? If he's challenged, I think he does. I don't think Montreal he does. I think he laughs. four o'clock pregame show. Shifley no, you're hat right. trick tonight. No, you're right. No, you're right. He 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 laughs it off. That's absolutely Shifley right. hat trick. Everybody's tonight. moved on. Come on, Montreal. Don't make a big deal of it. Pregame at four. Puck drop at six. Habs Jets right here on six eighty CJLB. Let's go Jets. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.